compassion is my religion, and my purpose will always be love. I'm Neva Kochava. If you've been following along with my previous episodes, you'll notice I'm consistent with the idea of thought, words, and intention. I've given you a variety of ways that you can begin your journey, beginning with awareness. If you're not aware of something, it's not realistic to think that things can change. So that's really key. I've also given you different ways to rethink how to have more positive thoughts so you can make more powerful choices, see opportunities, feel encouraged, and then use words that match your intention backed up with the positive energies, and that's frequency and vibration, because this is what will create a strong foundation for you to build the framework for your goals or dreams and desires. In the last episode, I talked about color and made sort of a game or a fun way to trigger your awareness, looking for signs, sharpening your intuition, because these kinds of exercises will help you shift your thinking as well. You'll be intentional about looking for something positive which takes your focus away from noticing things that frustrate or discourage you the sort of things that hold you back and keep you stuck, often is based in fear. My intention as a life coach is to empower you to create your own map, to take courage and initiate the beginning of your journey, and to go at your own pace. Choose from the variety of ways I present to you that will help you develop your own awareness to create from. If you make a choice to let go of what isn't working for you, and that may mean letting go of people, places, or things, only you know what that is. So begin to trust yourself, honor yourself, stop allowing abuse and struggle whether it's self-inflicted or it's through someone else. It's time to just let it go. I'm going to go back to the topic of words, and more specifically, words that come through abuse. And I'm going to let the term abuse be broad rather than specific, because abuse is abuse. There are many forms of abuse, and in my practice, I've seen that even physical abuse can leave deep, damaged emotions. There are different types of abuse, physical, emotional and mental, and there's something that I've specialized in which can cover the above in additional to the manipulation of spiritual or religious practices. That experience is why I let go of the idea of organized religion altogether and have devoted my practice toward love. Because I've seen that it is love, it's compassion and acceptance that shows people the way to truth, and that is what brings them to an encounter with the power of love, which is beautifully alive within everyone. It's an intimate union between self and the source of the pure love that is the truth, and it's for everyone to encounter in their own unique and wonderful way. 
You may not know this, but I was in professional ministry for almost two decades in what you could call spirit-filled or prophetic ministry. And prophetic basically means telling of the future. So that could mean intuitive or predictive, even psychic. We actually all have this gift. The more you become aware, the more you trust yourself, the deeper you go within, you will find this is within yourself as well. In most organized religious circles, there doesn't appear to be room for questions or individual expression. And the abuse I witnessed was very common, and it can severely damage lives. These were the ones that came to me for help. That's another reason I don't do rules and regulations. I don't exercise control, and I thoroughly enjoy questions. We need to ask. We need to search things out and seek what you're looking for, because you will always find it. And it won't come from another or belong to anyone else. Sometimes we may just need a little help or a little coaching and encouragement along the way. So coming back to the topic of words, I've talked about your thoughts and intentions, about words you speak, but what about words that are spoken to you by others? Words shape the direction of our lives. The words spoken to us, around us and over us create pathways upon which our lives can play out. Words can build up or tear down. They can set limits or promote freedom, encourage or discourage, bless or curse. Not only do I really want you to understand the importance of the words you choose and how they affect you and those around you, but now I also want to address what words have been spoken to you. Especially if you've been a victim of abuse, words can carry an implication and internalized meaning, so it's important to understand the impact of those words because it's an important part of opening the pathway to freedom. Have you been on the receiving end of damaging words? Something usually does get destroyed, and more than something, someone gets destroyed. Value, your personhood, beliefs, self-respect, and deep core reservoirs of a person's strength and possibility are destroyed to some degree. Parts of the person, the capability to trust, to be intimate, or to feel safe are sacrificed by the uncontrolled urges and needs of another. That's being a victim and there's no shame in that at all. The goal here is to recognize that it's not your fault. Our culture has moved us away from using the word victim because we don't like the feeling the word gives us. I've noticed society tends to hold a victim more responsible than a perpetrator when in fact it's being rendered powerless by someone else's actions. And power is highly esteemed in our culture, and so we can look less favorably on those without power. 
In the eyes of our culture, being a victim means you did something wrong. You lost your power. It's not true. You are not responsible for others' words and their intentions, and it's never your fault. Today I'm pointing out the need and the way to be restored to innocence, to regain hope, to realize you can be free from trauma, fear and guilt or shame. You can build trust first in yourself and to know there is no derogatory mark upon one's personhood if you've been the recipient of verbal abuse, words that have been damaging, so often on the outside you've adopted the identity of a survivor, meaning I'm okay, while on the inside there may be fear, uncertainty, pain, and loss of personal identity, or you might just feel like something is holding you back. Maybe it's something that someone said a long time ago and subconsciously it's still resonating with you. Sometimes resentment and unforgiveness can produce too much adrenaline which can weaken your immune system, causing difficulties both physically as well as emotionally. I want you to know that there are more powerful words that you can use to mend and to heal, to release yourself and others from whatever may be holding you back. These are the words and this is a beautiful practice that's brought tremendous healing and freedom to so many others. It's about forgiveness. There have been many practices used throughout the ages to free oneself, and it comes back to forgiving. Forgive yourself and forgive others. And it's about choice. In this practice, I'll ask you to close your eyes and place your hand over your heart. We'll talk about heart memory another time. Your heart always remembers. If you know or if you suspect something but you don't remember the words that were spoken to you that were damaging, either way, it's okay. Just relax and take those wonderful deep breaths. Relax your mind. Release any fear or resistance. And just be still for a moment. A memory may come to you, so you'll start there. If nothing comes, it's still okay. And these are the words you'll say with your eyes closed, your hand on your heart. You can call it a prayer, you can call it an exercise, or whatever suits you. I want you to say these words with intention, with the intention of forgiving. I purpose and choose to forgive, and you'll fill in the blank, whoever. And if you want to keep it general, Say, I purpose and choose to forgive anyone for hurting me with their words. I release them. And I cancel all of the debts and obligations to me in this issue. And just take a deep breath 
and let it go. Just let go. And now say, I forgive myself and release myself for believing these words and the lies that were attached to them. And if anything was said to you that was harmful and that hurt you, it didn't come from love and therefore it's not real. It's not true. So forgive yourself for receiving or believing whatever the words were. Just say what they were, if you remember. And if you don't, just say whatever those words were that I may be holding on to. And after you say, I forgive myself and release myself from the lies, then say, I cancel all of the debts and obligations I've held toward myself. I release myself. And remember to breathe. Take a nice deep breath. And just let go. And lastly, I want you to say these words. I ask for forgiveness, for judging. And you can say the name of the person. Or if you don't remember, just say, I ask for forgiveness for judging whoever may have hurt me. I'm sorry, and I ask for forgiveness for judging myself. And now just let go of any judgments you've been holding on to. Take a nice deep breath in. And slowly release the breath. And release the pain. Release the memory. Release the judgments. And just take a few minutes and sit quietly. And I want you to ask that your heart be healed so you can hear the truth. So you can simply say, please heal my heart and tell me my truth. Pure love or God resides in you, and there never was any judgment. So listen to what the voice of love has to say, and return to your innocence. You can write this prayer or exercise down and use it as often as you need to. Every time a new memory comes up, or a situation evolves when someone says something hurtful to you. Just forgive them and let it go. And if you were hurt and you were offended, let that go. And write down the answers that you hear. And let that be a reminder of how truly amazing you are. 
be free, stay free, live in love. And remember, as always, I believe in you. Until next time, Shalom.